This is the Troll Patrol. Why? With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Thursday. It's also a freaking weed get together. So I'm going to go ahead and flip over to the Discord panel. Hold on. There we go. trying to get done Portland, tell them who you are. Uh, channel's called Portland is Burning. More of a channel name, less of a moniker, but you can call me whatever you want. I'm not going to give people my real name in this hellscape. I do appreciate the courage and the bravery of people who do. You can find me at Portland is Burning on Twitch and Twitter, occasionally YouTube, just doing mostly politics stuff and occasionally fun, lighthearted comedy stuff. Thanks for having me on as always. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to talking to you guys. Nice to meet you, Justin. Absolutely. We got a whole night of fun together. Nice to meet you, Portland. Um, Pleasure. Justin, give him your your stuff. My name is Justin Mullins, but I go by Justin Freakin. The real name uh, isn't an issue for me since I've been published in newspapers, been on radio since I was 16. So I do a political... A news rundown, 8 p.m. Eastern, Sunday through Thursday. On Friday nights, we do the Friday Night Freak Show. This week, we got Jason Society, a special guest co-host. F-Bombs, Portland, both of you are coming on being a co-host sometime. If you've got the time. Nice. No pressure. Uh, I do have, nice. I have a weed story to tell. Okay. So, the last time I was on this panel uh, with you, F-Bombs, and thank you, yep. thank you for having me again. Um, Absolutely. I ran to the freezer to try to find some edibles. I was told by my housemate, anything in the freezer that is individually wrapped is an edible. So I got into the <laughs> I got into the freezer and I came back. I had some truffles, so I ate truffles on stream. And I, I, and I was like, oh, I'm having some edibles. Those weren't edibles. Those were the only thing in the freezer that did not have weed in them. So we're going to try this again. I went and found chocolate bars. They were individually wrapped in the freezer. We will see if they are edibles this time. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. And oh, I am uh, F-Bombs. Nice. And I am <laughs> F-Bombs. Stands for facts based on my brain. Just a fun little acronym to use the word fact to describe an opinion. I think we are on a place where we exist and make decisions on our emotions more than our facts these days and i think we should start addressing people based off of that uh you can call me coven and uh, i'm here five days a week around noon eastern 
plus Thursday nights, and you can find me randomly around the place. Uh, I feel pressured to dox myself already, and uh, I refuse to do it. I won't be giving my name, but <laughs> you know, you guys can call me whatever you want if you want to come up with something other than the name of this lovely city to describe well, you. I like. I I think calling you Portland reminds me of um, Money Heist. We're good then. If We're you'll good. be my bodyguard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. So, the kids aren't gonna get that one. Gonna go. So real quick, um, yes. F-bombs. I, I I saw your post the other day about picking up what was it, six ounces for like three hundred and fifty bucks. Six ounces for two fifty three. Two fifty three. Okay. So I just want you to know. Because I have, uh, you know, some friends on the inside and can swing these kinds of things, I got you a beat, and I wanted to brag about it a little bit because I just decided to snag. Uh... <laughs> Eight ounces of uh, Georgia pie and cereal milk today from the lovely folks at Swedco dispensary. Nice. Area wide and uh, very affordable and high quality assortment of Hush and uh, other adjacent brands, I'm told. I'm, I'm, that's just. So I hear. We're going to have to get some sponsors. We're going to have to get some sponsors for this city. <laughs> so I had questions you know. about the, the 253 price point. But then yes. I realized you guys are in a legal state, so you're like adding on yeah. tax and shit on that. Like yeah, I'm like, yeah, what yeah. dealer is like 253 in my hand right <laughs> now? Nope, nope. It's like here, wholesale cost, tax, and a fifty dollar gratuity for the store, unless you're a medical patient. And Do then not, it's yeah. We talked so, about this. We talked about this before. You guys on the rec side can buy like eight ounces. Uh, two pounds is the like for a, limit. For a rec customer. Well, no, two ounces for rec customers is okay. uh, like what you can buy. Two pounds is what you can possess. Oh, okay. okay. To be clear, yeah. But here in the black market, nothing. we can't have any, and uh, I can buy as much as I want. You know, yeah, <laughs> whatever they can get in the uh, fucking duffel bag. Exactly. <laughs> All right, great. so. To save us some time, let me pull up. Uh, pull up. What am I? Fight? Hold on. Uh, share my screen. Okay. So I made this video a while ago. But since none of us have, uh, since neither of you have watched it, and it was so long ago, nobody will remember. Instead of going through just a blanket video, this is one I put together when I used to have more time to do shit. So, have you have you been known to smoke weed out of food before? Out of food, like a like like making a bong out of a apple or something like that. Yes. I mean, when times are tough. Yep. <laughs> so my story for that is, I've been smoking weed before it was like cachet or cool. Um, Oh, and now, Kevin, Kevin, don't be a Kevin now. It, Weed's always I, I'm been cool. Weed was not cool in the 90s. Weed was not cool in the 90s. I'm just telling you, it wasn't. There were so many other drugs. Weed was like 
especially Northeast Pittsburgh area. Uh, anyway, I grew up in the 90s in the Pacific Northwest, and I just remember from like, you know, ages eight through like 13 or so being like, man, weed is so cool. And then, <laughs> you know, 15 and on, I don't really remember. It got a little hazy for some reason, and I think that's like completely unrelated. I hate I to correct know, you. I didn't even know weed till I was 16. I hate to correct you, but the correct uh, terminology is Pacific North wet. Uh, well, I'll have to change up the vernacular and apologize yeah. to all my local friends. For <laughs> so anyway, I <laughs> the airport used to scare the shit out of me when I would travel. So I'd never bring a lighter and I'd never bring a piece. So in my head, I could always be like, oh, shit, that was an accident. I didn't mean to put that there. Um, I'm sure that's not how it works, but in my head, I had it. Like oh, you had joints I'd, and matches? No, I just would put, like, a bag of weed in something that made sense that I would have forgotten that bag of weed was in there. Um, so, I, I would always have a lighter and an apple by the time I got up to the hotel room so that I could just, like, poke my little, my, my little holes in the apple and have my bowl. These people took it to a little different level, though. We got extreme appling or something? No, that's a hot dog. Pineappling? He's smoking weed out of a hot dog. <laughs> the only thing nastier than bong water is hot dog water. So... Here, my dude, I don't understand the outfit we got on. I don't know if those are real Ray-Bans or fake Ray-Bans. That's not my thing. Those are $8 Target glasses. For <laughs> so, 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 Target bands. Yeah. Um, but my, my, Wait, my guy, a or a donut? My guy is speaking to me. The, the energy in me with the bagel is, is being spoken to here. There's no locks or anything on it, but. That was a joke I was going to make. <laughs> and I mean, it's just nice to see a, a, a comedic bagel that's not anti-Semitic. Am I right? <laughs> I, so often, the the bagel is just used for the typical Jew joke. But here we are with like perfect bagel use in comedy. I applaud him. Okay, so <laughs> this dab is like, I can't even smoke my blunt, let alone <laughs> this dab. I understood this. Okay, so when, when you're approaching a food item to use as a piece, are you yeah. looking at utility, how well it's going to smoke, or are you looking at something that's going to add flavor to the smoke? No, nah, it's, it's just utility. It's just utility for me. But now we gotta get bougie with it. We gotta start, you know, if you smoke through an apple, you kind of want an apple crisp flavor to your, your paw. Well, right? okay, so there, have you, I'm sure Portland has seen them, but those palm leaves, you know, the, the, the palm leaf uh, cone roll, like pre-done blunt rolls? Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. They now have ones where on the tip, 
there's like if you when you bite into it it cracks this little scent or you squeeze it and it cracks this little scent thing and it tastes like watermelon or all this other shit they have a couple of them hmm. yeah it's it, it, it's it's interesting but like why are you smoking weed if you don't want the weed flavors i mean you know speaking as someone who <clears throat> sells more flavored cartridges than i do like live resin and strain specific cartridges combined tell you most people who are consuming cartridges they're doing it because they want just like a little bit of the effect and they don't want to be like smoking weed because they don't really like the flavor they don't really like the associated uh like culture they just want to be able to take a couple puffs off of their pen or whatever and then there's like this weird little intersection of people who just grew up smoking blunts with like switcher swisher sweets and stuff like that that were always flavored so they have a generally favorable kind of you know they can we have an infused joint we sell specifically for those people yeah and then we have three infused joints that are just like different kinds of like live resin and weed varieties right. so i mean it's just for the markets of people there's a larger market out there than you'd think of people who just want something that they describe it as something that tastes good they don't think weed tastes good they want a wine cooler yeah basically and i can it's I can it's the same thing for sure i can fuck um, so this dude, this has to be at least a two gram dab. Like, and this is this so silly to me because like the heat that you have to apply to get to the point where your apparatus is going to actually go through that much oil, like a yeah. lot in that short an amount of time, a lot of it is just going to be like, uh, scorched off at a much higher temperature than you'd like it to be even if it's at a controlled setting just to like compensate for how much is going on there at a time you're gonna have to turn it up a lot higher than i'd like to so i just don't think there's a lot of utility in doing this other than just like for internet clicks but it is always impressive to see i will say everybody looks super high after it I mean, I look super high after a dab that's like, you know, a 20th of a gram because I am. And it's that's not true. because there's like this enormous difference between how high they are and how high I am. It's just like I've consumed a lot less uh, and wasted a lot less product. So mine's going to go a lot further. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm i a low temp dab guy, but that's also my lungs. My lungs... Oh, that's everybody around here. Low low temp dabs are kind of the you know the norm in yeah. this area at least. So I uh, I use my card uh, and I just put it as low as I can, and then uh, what I do is when it cools off, I'll dig it out and I'll put it on the outside of joints and blunts and stuff. Yeah, you know. I mean, but that's the Jew in me. Like, <laughs> don't waste that THC. I get it. I say my resin. Oh, here's another tip. Ready? Here's a tip. These jars, right? They always have like the little shit left in them. Take your weed and fill it with weed and swirl the weed around. It'll clean it out totally. <laughs> Oh, 
Look how much fucking shit is in that. Okay, so this guy, if I remember this video, this guy is the example of like a quality hit. You know, if you're going to film a YouTube video of you smoking weed, like my, I don't, I don't film videos of me smoking weed. I smoke weed while I'm filming videos. This dude is taking a video of him smoking weed. So if you're going to do that, this is like a C plus I'm going to give. Now, there's some better examples coming, and I just want to know who the winner is when we're done. Winner of what? What's the metric we're, we'll see. we're, we're judging on? You, who? Well, you pick your criteria when we're done. Who's the highest? Who took the smoothest hit? Well, you, you, you can create your scorecard as you see fit. But I would say keep a block for originality. Originality. Okay, cool. Well, this guy's not getting anything for efficiency. I can tell you that. Uh, nobody will. I did so much wasted. Smoke. You you can tell you're in the business. This actually bugs you. <laughs> it really does. Legitimately does. <laughs> Portland Portland blood pressure is literally higher right now. I mean, I guess I'll have to take a hit from this tasty. Hush brand live resin cartridge. You know what? I'm not sponsored stream at battery. all, but I did see your Hush shirt in the picture you sent. And just to tell you, I am a big fan of corp like weed hoodies. So uh, as okay. they come around, I'll keep that in mind. That's my flag. Okay. I used to. When I first when I first moved to Colorado, I got a co-working space in like a all weed business co weed co-op space, and uh, there were events all the time, and I'm I'm there as they're setting up, so I'm there passing joints out and shit to the people about to be passing weed out to people, and that was like making easiest way to get people. <laughs> Say what? I said chat's making some excellent points. <laughs> I, li I like uh, rhinos or unicorns saying you shouldn't just light a plant on fire like that. Uh, you know, they're they're all making some excellent points. Clinically, Zane <laughs> is totally right to recognize that that is enough oil to last some people, some reasonable people, days. And yeah. also, it takes a lot to make that, you know? like <laughs> You're really offended right now. It's kind of wonderful. Offended. I am offended, man. This is just like these are the re this is, you know, just an an age of people being really spoiled by a state of availability that's not really natural to any market. People don't usually sell products at or around a loss in fixed, really well developed markets in the United States in particular. There's just very few places where you're going to find like a consistent availability of people desperately trying to make ends meet because they've been kind of dropped into an oversaturated system and that's just it's unfortunate but people well, you know you accessibility is good but sustainability is good too and you, you're to you're you guys are in a position where like i don't know how you could possibly fix your market so 
Well, unfortunately, what's going to happen is like eventually four or five companies are going to own the entire market, all of its real estate um, in the state of Oregon and probably in most others. And what they're going to do then is once you own all of the stores that you've seen oversaturate the market, you can just close down and liquidate the stores and spaces that shouldn't naturally exist. Like dispensaries shouldn't be stacked within 5,000 feet of each other in extremely close proximity in a way that makes it impossible for any of them to make money and makes it it basically like a starved industry. Well, it's it's interesting because I, uh, when I look at, the, the Denver area, there are places like where I am, where they are sparse. Like there aren't any in my area. I have to leave town a little bit. Um, but then there's also places like Broadway downtown where they call the green mile. And there's probably 50 of them within 10 miles. When you say you have to leave town, you don't mean leave Denver. You mean like the suburb of Denver. Yeah, 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 yeah. My my suburb doesn't. This my and the ones the few surrounding suburbs don't have dispensaries. We have that in the state of Oregon too. It's grown less common over the years because every year, every city and municipality. Yeah, somebody else votes to move it. it in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They vote on it. And then those the towns end up really having like me. a more reasonable number, at least at first. Yeah. But in the main cities like Portland and um, to a lesser extent, Denver, um, there's just there wasn't enough uh, foresight into how well these stores were going to be able to perform economically in a really, really overtaxed market that doesn't maintain very good profits even for the highest performing companies so it's just right now it's kind of a starvation race and it's unfortunate because a lot of people are going to lose their businesses but at the same time a lot of people just by being in the right place at the right time and making a few good decisions with less than you know twenty five thousand dollars or so they've become like reasonably successful and able to grow businesses with local staff and local products. So it's not an all bad story, but it's just one that's going to end like most others with corporate consolidation winning out. So right. At least as long as it maintains its current trajectory. Well, in an anti-corporate effort, this dude appears to have made his own form of gas mask. (laughs) Good segue. (laughs) <laughs> he this does look pretty DIY <laughs> so here we go okay by the way by the way that's me in the background that's me in the corner. Say what? Sorry, you got me singing R.E.M. in my head for some reason. <laughs> no, that's me rapping on in the background. Um, look at my guy. I used to have a uh, gas mask 
and I had to take the straps off because my fucking it. I had long hair at the time, and I couldn't like grab the straps. And you start panicking. So what you want to do when you get a gas mask is you don't want to take a gigantic hit, right? You want to get it going to where you can, as opposed to you know, like that dude was wasting it again. I'm sorry. Who gets a gas mask because they don't want to take a gigantic hit of weed? It's small. Have you like, used one? I don't know. No way. That was a great question, but you missed his point. I didn't miss his point. I'm promise. I just I'm always kind of like you know hearing the part that wasn't was, the point and being I like, wait, you. what about that? I got you don't it. want to take a gigantic hit that that like makes you throw up while you've got the gas mask on. That's a common thing. You want to get it going so that you can puff the gas mask and just like be inhaling it, exhaling it, and keep it. Well, going. the problem is, the problem is every time you inhale, it's smoke. And so by the time you've you've done slow or fast, that shit is full, and your face is caked yellow mm-hmm. from weed. And your eyes, man, your eyes. It hurts your eyes so much once you finally open them back up. I remember being a young man and being quite fond of my gas mask, so much so that I purchased one. But, you know, at the end of the day, I just can't... I can't imagine wanting to, you know, put an overemphasis on using it responsibly. It feels (laughs) like you get to that stage... Because you're ready to get pretty fucking irresponsible. No, 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 you know? it's not about, no, no, no. You will get the better hit. It will go better for you. If yeah, you, because yeah. you, what I'm, I'm telling you is you don't want it on the front end of the bowl. Because the way I always do is I pack a bowl individually for each person. Each person gets their own bowl with the gas mask. And the goal is to try to smoke the bowl without taking the mask off. Uh, a lot of people just put it on, take that first puff hold the carb for far too long, fill the chamber to, to, uh... Oh, you have a carb on a gas mask? Huh? Uh... Why wouldn't you have a carb on a gas mask? No, I've never had a carb on a gas mask before. That's the whole... There's no no escaping. There's a... You take the the gas mask at the the front of it. There's a bong attached to it. The bong has a carb like any other bong would. So that you're able to... Oh, I just had a bong, not a bong. I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, there's a bong attached to to a gas mask. Yeah, no, I just had a big-ass, like, hold a... Like, an eighth worth of weed bowl at the end of it. And I made it myself. It was a gas mask. You took the tin off, and you put the fucking hose in. And a bowl at the end. That was it. Yeah, like, exactly every time you breathe in, you're breathing in weed. Period. Well, I mean, the carb is just got... getting the, the chamber filled. Yeah, we didn't have a chamber. Bowl. You just keep breathing. It was just like a bowl instead of a, like a metal bowl. Hmm. An old school metal bowl. Imagine. Oh, I know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, uh, I, f- I uh, fitted my hookah have a metal bowl like that as opposed to the the, the bowl for the hashish right right uh have nice you ever hash bowl though have you ever seen a thing called a protopipe can't say that i have it was like it's like the original if you were gonna think steampunk made a weed accessory this is kind of what it would be it's like 
a whole self-containing bowl where it had this like metal lid and then when you smoked the wheat there was like a little catcher at the bottom for ash and stuff and it came equipped with a poker like it was the whole first like you'll have to look it up it's called a proto pipe pretty crazy but this bowl reminds me of something you'd see as like t markers at a golf course but i think it's got three bowls it looks like somebody caught a pokemon Now see that that instrument seems to keep the smoke pretty contained until you get back to it, right? It's not leaking out of the chamber, it doesn't seem. Yeah, it seemed tight. <laughs> it looks ceramic or something. You know, in addition to being a weed professional, I'm also just kind of a snobby weed purist. And I just <laughs> don't see the like appeal in taking a hit so large that you can't take it in one hit because every time you dip back in it's like you've backwashed repeatedly into a progressively smaller container it's more offensive every time you have to like, dip <laughs> back into stale and like progressively more stale smoke i would just rather take one nice self-contained really decent sized hit but not one that's so large that i'm doing it mostly for show and not for function or appeal well okay so you and i agree with that for years the only piece i used was like a cigarette one hitter like out of a dugout pretty much for like six years seven years that's all i used Hold um, on, i've got to go unfollow you on every platform yeah 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 can't get a good enough hit out of that it's pretty funny well, anyway, um, and <clears throat> I agree, like, I can't smoke out of a bowl right now if somebody were to, like, pass it to me. Like, one hit out of a bowl, maybe. Other than that, like, that taste, I don't really like it anymore. Um, but somehow, smoking out of a blunt, which you think is the same, it must just be preference. Yeah, it's just a preference thing. Do you smoke cigarettes? 100%. I mean, some people chew tobacco and some people smoke it. It's not because there's like a an enormously meaningful difference. It's just because they have preference differences and they want to consume beer instead of hard liquor or, you know, whatever the case is. There's always just kind of, you know, people fall into smaller groups once they fall into big groups. It's totally natural. True. This, this kid's face looks like what you describe of going back in and taking a hit again yeah exactly yeah you can see the experience i'm describing <laughs> in their eyes oh there he goes yeah it's like to whom is this impressive other than the people who've never felt bad about this like the hit they just took you know all right now 
I think you might appreciate this next. My Mission is critical. Oh, no. I thought I... Okay. I thought there was another one on here. I might have been wrong. This guy is a true American hero. I don't have the volume on here, but what he does is he asks them if they drop their weed. But it's really him giving them weed. So he's just walking around the store pretending people dropped weed that they never dropped. That would freak me out. I'd be like, are you a cop? Is yours? Is yours, dude? <laughs> dude, did you drop this? Would you well, take you it? Me not being in a legal state, this shit is just like weird to me. <laughs> I'd be like, no, uh, get the fuck enough. away from me. Or Portland, you probably wouldn't take it. You'd be like, I have my own. Yes, no. I've like literally got thousands of joints that I'm giving away right now because we don't have anything better to do with them. So <laughs> a little bit more to entice me into a stranger's weed in the grocery store. But I would take a look at it. I'll I'll admit that. Out of raw you curiosity, would... I'd feel compelled to. Yeah, you would take it? No, I'd take a look at it. I wouldn't necessarily. Oh, you take a look at it. I certainly wouldn't take it because, you know, I, I hear that um, if weed is strong enough, it can soak in right through your skin and potentially uh -huh. kill you. So the Republicans tell me that, like, that's probably fentanyl. No, no, no. I've no. seen this happen with weed before. You just, you get too much of the sticky weed goo on your hands, face, and other extremities, and it soaks in through the skin before you know it. Overdose, so getting Narcan uh, on the way somebody, to ER. Somebody asked me earlier because <laughs> I was coughing. Somebody asked me earlier, "Have you considered like not the weed?" And I said, "Actually, it is my intent to try to um to try to see if I can be the first person to actually OD and die from it." I'm working very hard to be in the record book. Squid. I'm, I'm pretty you know, sure he was, he it, was joking. It, you know, clinically insane. It was like, now that I say it out loud, a weird person to be referencing as making a lot of good claims. <laughs> but, um, you know, they also brought up in, in chat that, like, they don't even smoke other people's weed at shows anymore. That's, like, super, super common now. And one of the best things about having such insanely readily available weed in every shape form and fashion is that you don't have to share because it's always been something that i found like weirdly off-putting i wouldn't pass like a beer to somebody else and i always found yo that, don't fuck don't say that shit that, that's like my real intro to the show my real <laughs> intro to the show my real intro for the show is i thought about this years and years ago which is actually true that like i i even have a weed Hit that banner because I wanted to do a show called Weed Get Together and we talk about different shit. And it was yeah, I guess you're like right. weed. Yeah, hit. Um, so 
And I'm the, just sitting here uh, like, no, I've always found that aspect of weed particularly offensive. I'd like it yeah, if yeah, yeah. weed so a far apart, my, you know? Well, my whole intro was, if I'm at a party and I walk down the stairs with half a joint and I hand it to you, you'll probably hit it. But if I hand you like a half a beer, you'll probably hit me. Yeah, no, I've heard you say it, and like I realize the irony of my criticism now. And I, uh, uh, it's all right. It's all right. We like you anyway. You might hate us, but we. <laughs> you might hate us, but we like you anyway. <laughs> I don't hate you guys. I would just have an individual joint for each of you, and I would like just you know enjoy and don't feel compelled to you know pass or smoke at a pace that's not comfortable for you. But, but especially it, it, following COVID to... and stuff, like I'll I'll offer people, you know, hey, I'll pack your own bowl for you. Hey, if I'm we're smoking bongs, let me grab one of my other bongs. You get your own bong, you know. That's COVID I was, was just like, gonna... yeah, it was a change in the norms that, like, in some ways, I was happy to accept. I miss having it be socially like expected to be wearing a mask in places like the grocery store, where I don't want to have food that's been coughed on by a thousand different people and i also don't want to run into people that i went to fucking high school with and wearing a mask made it a lot easier to avoid that so i mean losses on all sides l's I, for republicans who made it weird for everybody else and, yes uh, yes yes i don't understand why people want to be spit on by 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 strangers do you not know how much fucking shit people throw out in the air if it's only for flu season and shit let's make wearing exactly. masks common well and like giving each other a couple feet of space was like one of the best expectations we could have ever possibly set and it's so frustrating now that I have to go back to having people feel like they can get six inches from my face to fucking talk to me and it's just like guys we were shit. missing this this wasn't like what we needed in social interactions to make us feel normal again okay so I'm, I'm in a lot of ways it provided buffers that i found very appealing that it was a frustrating thing to see us like tear down so quickly and eagerly uh to appease a small group of irrational people um i remember just before covid broke out in a global level my wife and i went to japan with her mom and sister her mom's from the philip like lives in the philippines we all just met there for a family trip to hang out for a week and museums and schools had been shut down but not much else this was in march of 2020 so it was really just before like they started locking down international travel and stuff while we were in japan and we were preparing for that trip and i remember just being told like yeah, you're going to have to wear a mask there because it's kind of just a social norm. And most people there wear masks in like the densely populated city areas and in like the public transit spaces and stuff just because they'd had, you know, a smaller outbreak. I, I can't remember if it was, I think it was H1N1 that, um, you know, they dealt with in Japan. It was one of the um, like novel outbreaks that was relatively well contained, but um, they've got a you know culture in a lot of Asian countries predating COVID restrictions and stuff of just wearing masks in some of those really densely populated areas because it's just a basic hygiene thing, and we have a really really irrational revulsion to that kind of stuff here because people just 
want to make out any little issue as like oppression. You're not oppressed because you need to wear a shirt in the store. Okay. So it's just, I'm sorry. It's fucking annoying. I, I am. Have you seen these titties? Yeah. See, you keep those shits under wraps while you're in <laughs> densely populated public spaces because riots happen all over the world in unexpected places. And you damn right. People to... ride over my titties be a crowd crush event in a fucking supermarket before you even know what happened and i mean that's been proven time and time again we need to think about others before we think about ourselves and act like yeah, relatively i would never want us to do that no that's fair that's fair okay so this the, i think it's the next one that's my that is some green weed look at the green weed This is my favorite one. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, hey. <laughs> like, I wonder where that went. Like, it's one of those, like, I just immediately assume that I lost that, forgot about it, and now... My property has been restored. So. <laughs> the dude with the hot dog. I just, I find hot dogs nasty. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like. There was one, there was one dab I was going to show you. Let me see what video that would be. Give me one second. Not for a hot dog, right? Yeah, I mean, like, what's a worse food item you could take a dab through or, like, hit a bowl through than a hot dog i okay. guess maybe like an onion nope. would and be I, worse like, okay i'm i'm not that familiar with dabs i've tried them a Ooh, couple times but they're not readily available to me so portland like they have a taste to them like people people enjoy that right yeah, i mean they're just the essential oils extracted from any given strain so depending on how the extraction and like purging methods are applied it smells and tastes something like the strain that it was extracted from almost to a point where some are come through so much that you can place like a jar if i placed a jar of live resin and a jar of flour under your nose you wouldn't be able to tell the difference with your eyes closed so it really just depends a lot on the extraction methods you can do a lot of things to like remove the terpenes that give every cannabinoid like every cannabis strain its particular smell and flavor because those are really sensitive molecules and you can cook them out of weed just like anything else but well, I, thought, uh, see, I thought they like uh um god i forgot the word that i was gonna say um don't they um infuse them with, with, with flavors and shit? Um, well, some some stuff is infused with botanical flavors that are usually steam distilled from natural sources like berries and, you know, other kinds of fruits and stuff like that. But for the most part, the goal is to get as much of the, like, oil essence of the flower removed from the, like, uh, you know, combustible materials as possible. Because once you've separated all those out, all you're left with is a plant that has no distinguishing properties whatsoever. 
and by and large that's like the worst part of the smoking experience in terms of health flavor and the general yeah, you know, just like the things that some people want to avoid, like carcinogen content and stuff like that. Okay, so. cool, cool. And then when you add botanical flavors and stuff, you've arguably reintroduced some carcinogenic materials that aren't even natural to the plant in its original form that would probably be worse for you than just consuming the raw flower. So those are usually for people who have like the least concern and the most desire to just kind of get something that tastes good, but doesn't taste like weed. And those people usually don't consume that much anyways. So at the end of the day, it's probably not going to matter. Fair enough. Cool. Yes. I'm glad right, yeah. I, Portland is the expert. I'm glad to have him on. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm Make sure you guy. guys connect when you got any questions. He's the guy, a connoisseur, a uh, consigliere. Are you a consigliere? A consigliere. Of the, uh, a concierge. A, a concierge, only, if you will. Like only in the service of Concierge, that's the word. Consigliere is a lawyer. Thank you. <laughs> Fucked it up. Okay. I, I do found, my best. I found the dad that I felt would impress you. Hold on. Well, he's the only person that I've seen incorporate ice into his situation so far. Well, not this is... guy. This is actually a pretty. These are these are the the hits that I thought we were gonna see. Not her. She's a dumbass. And this was the one that I felt was a regular hit. I just kind of messed them all up. I was on the wrong video. So this dude does a regular hit. That's a nice dab rig, but this is like nothing special. Did he take a big cough right there? Say what? Did he did he cough in between those two hits? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, now this is a fail. Fuck is that? What are you doing, bitch? Jesus H Christ. What are you doing? Okay, can she even set it up with M&M's like on the bottom and shit? What are you doing, bitch? Painful. She 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 got it wrong. She got the TikTok. Yeah, she failed there. Okay, this is not a fail. This is how you film a dab, and it looks like nice fresh rosin. It's white. Looks good. All all quality here. Nice low temperature. Oh, oh no. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? I like watching them spin, though. Yeah, the little diffusing balls are always fun yeah. to watch. So this is a good-looking hit. Clean. Everything is clean. There's three bowls attached? I can't really tell. Jesus. Nice. Well done. You got his weed map shirt. Yo, Portland. Yo. I don't think I told you. I made a shirt 
where I took the Weed Maps logo and I I took the two E's. Like if you look at the, the Weed Get Together, you'll see the E's are backwards. I, I, that's like a logo I made for Life and Weed and a bunch of other shit. And so I took uh, Weed Maps and I changed it to my logo, but with the same color for Weed. And it said Weed Naps with a smile underneath. I Weed think Naps. you did me, but you didn't send it to me. Yeah, I've, I've, I have to find some pictures. I think that that was something that w had I made it would have sold and done really well. What that indica be doing to you? <laughs> Weed naps. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I'm about to show you this 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 dab that I think you'll actually appreciate. Is yeah. that on a drone? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I have a couple of those, and the amount that they can penetrate the skin with just a glance is incredibly impressive and terrifying. I I saw one of those, almost the exact same one, in fact, like tear a hole through one of the sheets of like heavy plastic on the side of my garage. It was violent, so. I mean, there are consequences to fucking this up. I mean, this takes yeah. either a lot of ignorance or a lot of stones. <laughs> Taking a rip off of a fucking drone. <laughs> I mean, one technology and two. How do you put an expensive rig like that on there? I mean, that's not a cheap, like, crappy rig. No, but if you want me to, you know, if you want me to go pick you one up from a wholesaler, I could probably grab you one that looks just like it for about 30 bucks. Yeah, I get it. It, it, it at least looks, it does look hand done, though. No, it it's, look probably, like... it's probably a little bit more expensive than... A little bit more expensive than the stuff that I would grab from the wholesaler, but it, it, that's just like you know, you know what I mean. The yeah. people who buy like eight hundred to two thousand dollar pieces, those 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 people are fucking insane. And I don't think well, that's quite there. I think the, the thing I, about that is there's two different types of buyers for those. There's one who's just like an idiot, and then. Like that, that wants a name brand, that wants a something, whatever. And then there's other people that are actually doing it like they're trading artwork. Like they know the area, they know the market, they know an upcoming artist, they buy a bunch of pieces while they're not known. And then after their talent takes over an area, they can sell those pieces and make money. Like there's a lot of people that deal in that around here, but you have to be in a market like around here. And those are few and far between, but they do uh, reward for good talent, for sure. Uh, okay, well, is there something else in here? Wait, hold on. I've been called unfunny like... Seth Rogen before. 
<laughs> this is more like. Weed naps. That's a weed nap, I guess. We'll grow over a weed nap. <laughs> okay, this is funny too. <laughs> okay. The pizza guy? This, <laughs> this may be the most artistic dab I've ever seen. Appreciate that. We need more I mean, Goldberg dad. RB, didn't we call it for Katie Porter last for, night? For a, for a weed video, that's Did somebody tell me wrong done. in the chat? Pretty impressive. I mean, I agree. And you got uh, a clean that's, camera that's angle. I really appreciate it. So. Well, that about rounds out our hour. Let me have uh, Justin, if you can give him your, like, uh, your deets again. I am Justin Freegan. I do a uh, news political talk show called The Troll Patrol Live Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. On Friday nights, we do the Friday Night Freak Show. also do some cartoon shit called The Freaking News over on the YouTube. I'll hit you with my, my channel in the chat. I thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to come on with you. You guys rock. Oh, I didn't. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Please drop it in my chat. I'm I'm useless here. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. You're, you're booming it hard, but it's okay. I do all the time. I'm very bad at the tech side of things. Hence why I am not live right now streaming on my own side, because I just didn't get home fast enough to do a quick Q&A check, and I didn't want to spend 20 minutes fucking it up as we were talking. And... Uh, Frankly, I'm a little stoned, so I apologize, <laughs> but uh, no. Portland is burning is where you can find me on Twitch and Twitter. Thank you for having me as always. I'll be back on in an hour with you guys to do the social truth comedy panel, or rather my friend Buck Freedom Will. And um, in uh, like tomorrow, I'm going to be talking with Wick and a few other people about ethics in the streaming space. Uh, there's, I don't know if you guys have heard, but there's some relevant hot goss going around about whether or not people should be engaging in off-screen relationships with other streamers or fans or, you know, people who overlap in both territories. We're going to be going over that tomorrow uh, late. 6 p.m. You live in sexual anarchy. And then Saturday I'll be on Stoner Cast with Jason and Justin and a few other fine folks. So, Wait. Uh, yeah, appreciate you having me. Thanks for hanging out as always, and I'll see you in an hour. Yes, and I am F bombs stands for facts based on my brain. As you heard, we have social truth coming up at 10 to 11. Um, we did hit our 710 numbers, so. Uh, I think Saturday we'll be doing a dab stream, having some fun with that. Uh, stream five days a week, basically noon Eastern every day, but Monday and Friday. Uh, we've added a new segment 
uh, TLDR News, where I, in about 10 minutes, give you a bunch of headlines that you're probably not going to hear elsewhere that you can look into. And we do a bunch of other shit. Uh, guys, thank you so much for hanging out. This was a, uh, this was a good time. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. And, uh, I will see you guys in a bit. See ya. See you, Justin Seaport. Boom. Welcome. Some of you guys might be getting commercials now if you're watching on the Twitch. I think they, I think they went ahead and played. Oh, nope, they're not playing yet. All right, we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, it's going to be the news. Find out what that news be doing. We're going to watch a dog drive an Uber. <laughs> uh, not, not, not really. Kind of, but not really. We're going to get an update on the Idaho students that were murdered. A man ran over 25 Los Angeles uh, County recruits. For the the sheriff's department we got a new mayor in la kevin sorbo got cut off by newsmax we're gonna hear from old tucky boy who's promoting election lies a viral video of trump that really makes him look like a doofus all that and more on the other side of the break here on the troll patrol live we live in turbulent times the media is full of deception conspiracy theories and fake news now, more than ever, it is important to ensure you're getting information from a source that's freaking reliable. I'm Justin Mullins, and this is the Freaking News. Get a breaking or interesting story with a humorous twist in about a minute, weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, on YouTube, BitChute, Odyssey, and more. I'm Justin Freakin. I'm a leftist broadcaster and comedian. Not liberal. Leftist. And despite what you may have heard from right-wing propaganda, George Soros isn't handing out Soros bucks and funding people like me. There are no Koch brothers, Mercers, or any number of right-wing think tanks funding content on the left side of the spectrum 
the way they fund people like Ben Shapiro, Dave Rubin, and Dennis Prager. And YouTube doesn't monetize videos that are controversial or deal with politics unless you're someone like Steven Crowder. Bitch, we gotta talk about some YouTube. Oh my fucking god. Holy shit. Yeah, let's talk about some fucking YouTube. Guess who got a copyright strike? A copyright strike. This isn't a good look. Like, I've had the content strikes before, right? For election misinformation, vaccine conspiracy, twice now for inciting violence that I don't know how the fuck I was inciting. Oh, and you guys, I, I haven't seen you since I got that second community uh, guidelines violation. Last night, they told me that my video about Herschel Walker talking about a bull jumping a fence. This is from like a month ago. This is from like a month ago, a campaign rally that he had back at the beginning of October. Herschel Walker told this bizarre fucking story about a, a bull... Uh, had all the had all the uh, cows that he wanted, all the grass, but he wanted to jump over the fence because he saw two cows over in the distance. Once he jumped over the fence, he goes over to the two cows, and they aren't cows; they're bulls. <laughs> that's the that's literally the story. I'm not I'm not making it up. That's the that's like the parable that Herschel Walker told. This is from a month ago. YouTube hit me with a, a community guidelines violation last night over that. For inciting violence again. I can't fucking believe it. Oh, I didn't I didn't uh, share that in the Discord. I appealed and like within a half hour. They were like, oh, sorry, we got it wrong. It's back up. And I'm like, well, thank you. That's cool. And then I wake up this morning to this one. This one is the kicker, though. This one this one may make me some money because I'm probably going to make a YouTube video about it. I'm going to I'm gonna fucking try to clout chase off of it because this is just hilarious to me. So I got a copy. I got a copyright strike. And... I am definitely getting brigade reported. But this is BitKey Ventures LLC has literally gone and said that's our content. We don't want it on YouTube. Now, BitKey Ventures LLC happens to be the Daily Wire. <laughs> the video they wanted taken down is me exposing that Matt Walsh lied to get interviews for what is a woman and that he used pictures of trans teens without their permission. Weird! The free speech warriors and mocks, I'm, I'm going to uh, I'm going to appeal this. I haven't had time to sit down and write it because I think I've figured out how you how you get YouTube to you have to use you have to say it in like the first three four words. This is news content, blah blah blah. This is fair use. This is blah, and then explain. And if you do it that way, if you are are P 
pinpoint as concise as you can be at the beginning and then explain yourself. Every time I have done that, I've gotten I've gotten everything overturned. So I just haven't had time to sit down and formulate how to say what I want to say in order to to because you only get one shot. If you if you don't get the appeal the first time, it's over. There's no there's no appealing the appeal. There's no way to go back on it. But I'm going to make a video about this, about how this free speech warrior. Oh, the left can't answer the question, what is a woman? Oh, I confronted it head fucking on and showed how deceptive you were. Matt fucking Walsh. Oh, my God. Justin Freakin, the formidable voice in the culture. Because the, what kind of content does the Daily Wire make? All of their content is reaction content like this show. I mean, I guess technically what they're saying is the movie has a copyright on it. And I showed a clip from the movie. Ooh, I bet that's it. I bet, I bet we showed... Uh, the clip from the movie where he confronted the Vanderbilt professor. And uh, when the Vanderbilt professor tried to answer what is a woman, it's a complicated fucking question. He, he fucking explained it well, I'm sure. But Matt Walsh cut that out. He, he acted like he pressed fast forward. And then it cut back to Matt looking bored and shit. And didn't let the professor answer. You dishonest motherfuckers. God damn, I hate right-wingers. I'm sorry, this is, this is two nights in a row that I've just come out fucking uh, just pissed off about something. The bowl for my bong. Oh, there it is. <laughs> the bowl for my bong is missing. I was trying... I look like Henry Kissinger. Do you know who Henry Kissinger is? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fair. We're gonna go, I'm gonna get a a younger version of Henry Kissinger and put him on screen. <laughs> just to just to like, okay, like I'm not I'm not showing you 90-something year old Henry Kissinger. I'll show you. 40-something-year-old Henry Kissinger that is probably close to my age. How in the fuck do I look like that dude? Like, what What are you smoking? <laughs> what? Justin Freak. Oh, we're, oh, we're all one. I meant to do, uh, are you on crack? I was on crack. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> He has way more hair, and it's curly. He has more hair than me, like, now. Now him has more hair than me. You think him with a bandana would look... Okay, I don't just have one... I'm gonna open Photoshop here. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to save a bandana on a transparency. I'll put a bandana on him.
Because I just I don't happen to have a bandana just saved to a transparency, just handy. I can I can put on it, but I can make that happen. Other than Photoshop, acts fucking weird sometimes, and it takes fucking. Oh no! It did it the first time. It did it the first time. We're good. I do. <laughs> I can tell you that I do indeed have just bandanas <laughs> in my in my assets folder over here. So, uh, what what color do we think would look good on Henry Kissinger? Red for all the all the blood that he has on his hands. Did somebody cash in their fucking... God damn it, Mox. What the fuck? What the fuck? All right, all right. Clock goes up. So, what was I doing? I am saving a bandana down to where it is on a transparency. So, I can just stick it on Henry Kissinger real fast. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not going to be able to do that like that. I can't. I'm not on photo. Like, I can't. I'm going to have to do it on Photoshop here. Okay, okay, okay. Here you go. There's, there's our Henry Kissinger photo. There's a bandana. Yeah, Photoshop being a dick right now. Uh, does dick count? It crashed. It crashed! I, so... I would have to, I would have to, like, set up another version of my phone, because, like, I, I can't have you seeing, like, my client shit, right? Goddamn, I did... I cussed there. So I can't take, like, you accidentally seeing some something of some client that I've signed in uh, NDA for or some shit like that, right? Or also that somebody wouldn't maliciously try to cancel culture me, report me, to, because I have a lot of far-right clients that if they knew my politics, wouldn't be very happy about it, but... Okay, so we got Photoshop back up now. Red bandana for the blood that he has on his hands. <laughs> Photoshop really wants to be uh, uncooperative with me right now. There we go. Do I need it? Am I gonna have to go through like making a mask and actually making it look like it's on him, or you know, can you can you use your imagination a little bit? <laughs> All right, so let's take a vote. Who thinks that um, me and Henry Kissinger look like? Do I have to put hair on him as well? Do we need? Are we gonna try that one out? <laughs> Oh, God. 
Um, I have a much more pointy face. He's got a, and it's not just the, it's not, and maybe, maybe so that it's accentuated by the Fu Manchu. Uh, but I, my, my face, my, my chin comes down more to a point. He's got a very rounded jaw. He's got jaws. <laughs> Henry Kissinger's a blood. <laughs> Man, we did have a lot of fun that one night that uh, Sparkles had me Photoshop baby hands on Charlie Kirk. And I like, I had to tattoo pussy on the side. Not, not pussy, pussy on the side of his face. <laughs> there is an episode of the podcast on the on the Friday Night Freak Show, like Charlie Kirk in space with baby arms with dry pussy or something like that. And but like, you guys keep saying stuff. It's not showing up on my on my screen. Oh, maybe that was maybe that was from uh, another time. But yes, thank you, Mox, for giving out a sub. I've got the I have the best community. In a, in a way, I don't want to grow anymore because I really like the the uh, ability to be able to really communicate with you guys and and you know respond to everybody in the chat. On the other hand, I need some fucking money. God damn it! I did. Mm. <laughs> Is Henry Kissinger your daddy? Henry Kissinger, your daddy? That's weird. No one said that he looked like me. I don't think he looks like me at all. I got prettier eyes. His face is far more rounded. He's got big old ears. He got he got thick curly hair. I got I got thin. All my hair thin is 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 wrong. Like this is is thick. I've always had really thick hair. You need to call to call this thick is is a different story, right? Everyone's well aware of that. Like, I people people are always like, "Oh, you're hiding your baldness with your bandana." No, no. And it's not so much. That's not the reason why I started wearing the bandana. People think that it is. I started wearing the bandana when I was doing a lot of filming. Not only was I shooting a lot of things for my own projects and movies and such, and when you're using the eyepiece on a camera, sweat is an issue, and the bandana kept the sweat out of my eye. Uh, it also helped a lot when I was on stage doing stand-up because I sweat profusely, and it kept me from wearing sweat all in my eyes as I was on stage. And then it just so happens to cover up my, my receding hairline. So, ha-ha! Win, 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 win! It's a win, win. It's a win, 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 win. Got some MR fans that, that I popped with that one. But you should know. <laughs> I know we got MR fans because somebody brought up the the my favorite part of the DJ Danarchy song. Uh, <laughs> happy birthday! <laughs> I can't say it. I can't. It's so racist, but Michael Brooks can say it.
the alpha males are back. There's some like uh, MAGA pundit from Newsmax or OAN or one of those. Nick Adams or something like that. He may have even worked in the administration. But he has like alpha male in parentheses on his Twitter. And I'm like, <laughs> anyone that says they're an alpha male is the opposite. Opposite of an alpha male. Oh, these people have zero self-awareness. This, this is peak alpha male. I mean, there's a lot of shade you can throw at Henry Kissinger, and believe me, I do. Go listen to what Anthony Bourdain had to say about Henry Kissinger, and that's my sentiments exactly. Phoebe, good evening. But there is no denying when it comes to dominating other, other people, other groups of people, uh, imposing your will on them and just mass death. Nobody holds a candle to this guy right here. What that news be doing, sitting cow? I said doing. The broadcaster in me struggled with the with the uh, the slang in me. I was I was uh, on a tangent about uh, Henry Kiss. Somebody in the ta- in the chat told me that I look like Henry Kissinger. So we had to uh, we had to do a little uh, photoshopping because he's like because I put up the picture. He's like, well, well, you, he doesn't have a bandana on. So I went and put it. Does that look anything like me? Now, if you want to say Chris Elliott looks like me, that's a good possibility. Chris Elliott may very well, or I look like Chris Elliott. We're going to put a bandana on Chris Elliott. (laughs) Oh. See, because this is a picture of him bald. He looks exactly like my dad. Which, man, I look exactly like my dad. Therefore... I look exactly like Chris Elliott. Hold on. We'll do we'll do navy blue to match his sweater here. <laughs> I'm sorry, some people do indeed come to me for their news content. I'd be trolling. Oh god. Hey Justin, are you trolling? <laughs> what that little hand <laughs> I almost picked that picture to put up uh to put up on screen. Mox doesn't see it. I'm telling like the what the reason I see it is because he looks exactly like my dad. And from like the time I was five, everyone's like you look exactly like your dad. You're a chisel out of your dad's ass. Aw, oh, shit. Mother fuck fuck. Hey, Justin. Are you trolling? Yes, tonight's show is famous people wearing bandanas. Who's next? Who who you guys want next? For those of you who may just be joining us, uh, I was actually on... See, Curiouser, she she met Lonnie. She knows. She knows. 
Can confirm I look exactly like him, but that's unfortunate. Technically, though, technically, I don't look exactly like Lonnie. Technically, I look exactly like Thurman Mullins, my grandfather. Now, I've never seen a picture of what great-grandfather, whatever the his name is. Look at me. I censored myself. Uh, oh, curious, sir. I was on the I was on the weed get together earlier. I was actually going to ask you before you left if you would make sure that I got an actual edible out of the freezer this time. I did. I did. It's starting to kick in like right now. <laughs> I took one bite of it. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. I I got one this time. So that's why we're getting started a little late. Like, if you guys are just coming in here, you've missed no news. If Justin is even going to be able to get to the news. Edible hitting hard. I It was indeed strong. But here, like, if you guys haven't heard the story, last time I was on the We Get Together... Curiouser had told me like anything that was like hand wrapped in the in the freezer is an edible. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a big fan of edibles. Be- Lettuce is now two and zero. Oh, that's true. Has Elon Musk officially stepped down, or is it just still the like we're in the rumor stage that he is wanting to name somebody else as CEO, which is totally understandable. So I get into the freezer. And like I like I find truffles, and I'm like, oh yeah, weed truffles. This is gonna be awesome. And I ate, I didn't eat them all. I ate like three. I thought three was a a good amount of of truffles. Uh, they weren't weed. They were just plain truffles. <laughs> this time, this time, I got into the other container. And there was there were like caramels and there was there was like a chocolate bar. I got like a chocolate bar. There's like two pieces of a chocolate bar left. And it is definitely hitting me. Yeah, the flat chocolates, that's what I had. Cause I'm not a, I'm not usually an edible person. But it's the weed get-together, so it's like I have an edible, right? That's like the, the only two times I've done edibles since I've been here. They're definitely hitting me right now. Maybe, maybe it's because I haven't smoked enough to, to balance them out, because I hadn't smoked until I was on the weed get-together, too. Maybe now it's just the, it's the edibles taking over. Way too big. That's what she said. Another one of those where I'm getting low on actual pot and I'm smoking. It's not so much like, not so much resin this time. Curiouser gave me a uh, a bunch of. Roaches. That's what I was smoking on election night. I still had a bunch of them left, and I just threw them in my little jar with all the resin, mixed it all up. So it's a very 
It's it it's a it's a it's a killer. I need to uh, say hi to everybody. Simp, tadpole, warlord, mox, curiouser. BB, if you wonder why you don't see curiouser much anymore, it's because she gets enough of me. And I totally understand that. Lisa says what? Sitting cow, Phoebe, uh, Mr. Misty Eye, Mr. Mister Eye. Mr. Miss, I'm I'm probably screwing it up. I'm sorry, but I'm so glad to have you here. He's the one, or they are the ones that said that I looked like Henry Kissinger. It's really weird. Squid. Uh, James Voodoo. Sky Comet. Ida Tones. Meat Case. Mox. I think I said I think I said hi to Mox like seven times. Clinically, so glad to see you. Hello, Portland is burning. Uh, it was like, well, clinically insane in the chat. That's not probably the, not the best name to refer to <laughs> for a good point <laughs> or whatever. I'm screwing it up because edibles hit me hard right now. It was going to be fun tonight, isn't it? <laughs> I got the giggles. Yes, Little Pickle makes some good edibles, Whitney. Oh, I just used your government name. <laughs> oh, somebody, somebody, uh, somebody called my mama. I hope the Jordan Peterson fan that was trying to troll me on YouTube comes by. I asked him to. They never do, though. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. It, it's hilarious, though, because... He didn't say he was a Jordan Peterson fan. I said he was a Jordan Peterson fan. He was like, well, I don't know what I said that would make you think that I'm a Jordan Peterson fan, but I find that most people that talk about Jordan Peterson... And like, dude, if, you, if, if I am able to tell where you're getting your information and your opinions from based on what you say to me, that's probably an issue. Good evening, Sassy. Wait, Kanye got arrested? I don't know what one I just used. What what graphic did I use? I don't even know. Oh, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Yeah, I like that one a lot, too. I don't know which one is my favorite. Like, right now, uh... Probably just because I, I, it's the newest. It's kicking authority in the balls is my favorite. He's kicking authority in the balls. I, I love, I love Oz's face changing of him being smiling. They're like, oh, <laughs> oh, kills me. 
Lord Cthulhu, Lenny, good evening, Simp, did I tell you, did I tell you hello? Guys, if you're just joining us, I'm very high on edibles tonight because of the weed get-together, and um, they kicking in. Like, you're, you're seeing them take hold of me, because I, I ate them, you know, I probably finished them about an hour ago, right? So they are kicking in right now. I might actually be high enough for this poop. <laughs> Almost got me. Okay, we do actually have news to talk about. You want serious news? Nancy Pelosi stepping down from leadership. Paving the way for Hakeem Jeffries to take over for the Democrats. Is Hakeem Jeffries, at least he's younger? I... Republicans unveil their investigations into the Biden family business. And directly after we talk about their investigations into the Biden family business, we're going to hear from Alan Weisselberg, who apparently has said something kind of surprising to me when I, when I saw the testimony. Uh, I didn't think that's where that was going to go. Hang on for that one. We got a video that has been going viral of Trump's announcement that uh, several of the, the liberals on Twitter thinks it's going to take him down. I'm sure it's a funny video, though. We're going to go to Tucky Boy, who is promoting lies about election fraud in the 2022 election. Kevin Sorbo was on Newsmax. Gets cut off because he tried to spew some election lies that might have legal consequences for Newsmax. Karen Bass has been elected the mayor of L.A. We're going to hear her uh, victory speech, or at least a segment of her victory speech. We're going to talk about a man in L.A., who ran over 25 uh, uh, police recruits. Kind of based. We're going to get an update on the students in Ohio who were uh, found murdered. Something about a Rambo knife. They drew first blood. <laughs> All that and more. Tonight on the Troll Patrol, live. I have seen the original Rambo. Oh, and we, we can continue to put bandanas on, on famous people if you want. Oh, we need to do lettuce. We need to do lettuce. That's right. I had to get the head of lettuce. No, no, no. The head of lettuce. If I put the in front of it, will it give me that one? <sighs> None of these pictures are very good. What color are we going to put on the lettuce? 
Uh, you want? I'm I'm thinking silver or green. Some of you might want to go with an orange or a uh, a magenta. Maybe a nice uh, sky blue. Any thoughts? I'm gonna pick the silver. Hey, where'd you go? That lettuce be doing. Why are there two heads of lettuce? Ah! <laughs> Perfectionist here. Whoa. Put a mask on our bandana. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a that's a whole. Did I not tell you about the head of lettuce thing? We use black. Do away with. And we're gonna go with our white. Good looking head of lettuce there. <laughs> uh, when Liz Truss was prime minister, uh, was it Sky News put a head of lettuce up on a live stream asking, can this head of lettuce last longer than Liz Truss? Daily Star. Thank you, Warlord. It did. The head of lettuce lasted longer. Liz Trust did not outlast the lettuce. Uh, Elon Musk has not outlasted the lettuce. <laughs> yet, yet, uh, we don't have confirmation on Elon just yet. Soon, though, soon. Anything else I need to Photoshop before I put the Photoshop up? It's actually a drain on resources. <laughs> Always the devil's lettuce. I guess I survived my 10 minutes at some point in time. I didn't hear a buzzer that I had to do it again. Ah, what's Chris Elliott doing up on my screen? Let's go to PBS. They're going to give us the rundown on what is going on with the House of Representatives. The Republicans have officially uh, taken the House. Uh, let's go and get what the count is right now. I've still got the screen up. Oh, they've... Uh, it doesn't have the final count. Ah, shit. Well... Maybe they'll tell us the final count in this piece. The Republicans have at least 218 now, and they have control of the House of Representatives. Nancy Pelosi stepping down from leadership is still going to be a member of the House. 
This has been a day of momentous change in the U.S. House of Representatives. Republicans began laying plans after finally nailing down a majority with at least 218 seats. Oh, and you're going to hear the Republicans' plans here in a second. The Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, surrendered her longtime position as Democratic leader. Congressional correspondent Lisa Desjardins begins our coverage. At the Capitol, the House will be in order. A changing of the guard. With great confidence in our caucus, I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in the next Congress. A poignant moment Speaker Nancy Pelosi as she announced she will step aside from her longtime leadership role. It's been with great pride in my 35 years in the House, I have seen this body grow more reflective of our great nation, our beautiful nation. The Honorable Nancy Pelosi as a member from the state of California. A towering figure in American politics, in 2007, Pelosi became the it first... It is going to be Hakeem Jeffries. We're getting some new blood, but he is a corporate sellout. Never would I have thought that someday I would go from homemaker to house speaker. I don't After believe this is a lock power, yet, She will though. step out of leadership, but remain in the House. Democrats will keep her expertise and voice. For my dear husband, Paul who has been my beloved partner in life and my pillar of support. Last month, Pelosi's husband was attacked in their home, leaving him hospitalized. She has said the violence influenced her decision. You see the rhetoric that was going on that day, and you see what that man said coming into my home. You see a, a thread, and that's just not a Something I mean, that absolutely, the Republicans have villainized you. The as bad, so far, as so bad as you are, and as, as much as I've wanted you to step down, a lot of the Republican attacks on you are, are, are not valid. Uh, because they can't actually lob the real attacks on you because they're guilty of that by, by tenfold. Did you say Mike Lindell? I was on crack. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> candidate to take her job is Democrat Hakeem Jeffries of New York. He and other House Democrats face a very different landscape after Republicans yesterday clinched a majority of races in the midterm elections and will take over in January. Republicans like incoming House Oversight Chair James Comer today previewing new investigations. We're, we're gonna get we want to know what the Biden administration is trying to hide from the American people and why they are not being transparent. As they head home from a historic week, both parties are reconfiguring fast, with the new Congress set to begin. Exactly, Mox. And Lisa joins me now. Lisa, good to see you. Hi, you too. A big day on Capitol Hill. Yeah. You've been talking to your sources all day down there. What's the mood? What's going on? I'll say three words emotional, historic, and still divided. There was a lot of emotion for House Democrats and a sense of relief for them. This is a question that's been hovering over them for years of this idea of generational change. Uh, but there was also a divide on this historic day when you looked at the House chamber. Already convinced me not to vote for Hunter Biden. None of them were clapping, even in kind of giveaway lines like, praising the beauty of the Capitol. Those clapping on that side of the aisle were Democrats who were sitting there because of overflow. Now, Nancy Pelosi spoke to this a little bit, but tell us what does all this mean for Democratic yeah. leadership? Quite a lot. <laughs> Let's look at who the current House Democratic leadership is, the top three leaders. Let's take a picture, look at the picture of these three leaders. There you go. Uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and then of course, Majority Leader right now, Steny Hoyer, and then Majority Whip, um, there we go, Clyburn right there. So these three leaders, let's talk about when they entered Congress. Oh my look God. at this by the numbers. Um, two of them elected in the 80s during the Reagan era, that's Pelosi and Hoyer, and then Clyburn in uh, just as 
President Clinton was coming into office. Now, My let's look God. at who is poised to succeed them. These are not just the next generation. That, that, that is exactly the problem with our politics right now. She highlighted it perfectly. When Democratic leadership came into office during the Reagan era and during the beginning of the Clinton era, which is exactly why they, they have that blue dog mentality, the, the third way Democrat, as Clinton called it, where they were going to adopt a, a liberal social agenda, but the economic policies of neoliberalism. Oh by the numbers. Um, two of them elected in the 80s during the Reagan era, that's Pelosi and Hoyer, and then Clyburn in uh, just as just for, They're from Clinton like two political eras now, ago. Who is poised to succeed them? These are not just the next generation, but actually skipping two generations. There you go, Hakeem Jeffries in the middle, Catherine Clark uh, to be the number two, and Peter Aguilar there um, to be the number three in the Democratic caucus. And it should be noted that this was a difficult choice, especially for Steny Hoyer of Maryland, who's the number two. He has wanted to be speaker for such a long time. He is stepping down from leadership, but like Pelosi, remaining in the House. Now, Clyburn is remaining in leadership. Steny Hoyer wanted to be a speaker so for have so those long. Three sort of senior members of the Democratic caucus still in, co in Congress, but they will be advising these leaders who are untested, these three, better for them to be in the minority probably as untested than otherwise. Um, also want to say it's important for the Democrats that Hoyer and Pelosi have frankly had a lot of tension between the two of them. And for Democrats I talked to today, they say they feel like this team cool. is actually more united and is going to be easy to get through. One last question, how unusual oh, is yeah. it? For a speaker to stay in the House and as a member, well, let's look at this. Danny Hastert, uh, I'm sorry, Dennis Hastert in 2007, he did this for... Admitted child molester, Dennis Hastert. Take a good look at him. I just, I, I want to I wanna point that out. She left that part off. Admitted child molester. I believe he's been released from prison is in on, on house arrest or something, but he didn't even go to prison for that. He went he went to prison for like tax fraud or some shit. Fuck this piece of shit. For 11 months and then our great team let's go back to 1790 the first speaker of the house of course frederick mullenberg he actually stepped down as speaker and stayed for two years and went back and forth in leadership there's that. the mullenberg reference we were waiting for right. there thank you for that the oh, yeah, mullenberg of course, republicans are now preparing to take control, right? So what are they planning to do once that happens? Let's first talk about the margin that they're going to have to work with. Let's look at that graphic again that shows where we're at at this moment in terms of races called. Here we go, 218 Republicans. And then look at that, just that tiny amount of six races left to be called. Um, I think in the end, we're heading toward a majority of four or five seats for House Republicans. Now, Nancy Pelosi worked with that same kind of margin. She was able to get some legislation through. But one difference here, first of all, is that um, Kevin McCarthy has said he will not allow proxy voting. Uh, Nancy Pelosi was able to allow vote members to vote from their homes if they were, say, sick or if they had some other obligation. They didn't have to be here in town. Kevin McCarthy, no, they all have to be in their desks to vote. He's Keep that in mind. That is an interesting thing. We are seeing COVID cases rising again as well as an unprecedented amount of flu and other uh, uh, viral diseases. Keep that in mind, because this is... 
razor thin margin in the house not going to allow proxy votes the democrats take the pandemic i i i know they've they've actually said it's over like for real they've they've ended the emergency declaration now um they take it far more serious than uh Republicans. So I would say that on the whole, the Democrats miss less votes. That could be something that works against the Republicans going forward. He says is what he's going to do. Other thing people know is that the House have the Freedom Caucus, which is a caucus which actually has formed and lived to be 30 or so members, which uses that leverage specifically to pressure their leaders. And that's a different dynamic than Pelosi Face. It's going to be much harder for Kevin McCarthy. All right, so let's talk about the agenda. Let's get back into policy. Not for the policy agenda. Numbers, but you know what we know so far about what the Democrats or the Republicans are talking about investigations. Oh, no, no, exactly investigations. That's what I'm going to get to. Let's talk about the investigations. I never even heard of this dude. He's a representative from fucking Kentucky. We are releasing a report today that details what we have uncovered. MSNBC didn't think it was important to put his uh, name up. James Comer, Representative James Comer from Kentucky, speaking on behalf behalf of House Republicans. Sending letters to the Biden administration officials and Biden family associates renewing our request for voluntary production of documents relevant to this investigation. This is an investigation of Joe Biden. The President of the United States and why he lied to the American people about his knowledge and participation in his family's international business schemes. National security interests require the committee conduct investigation. Mox, do I sound like I'm from Kentucky? I hope you say yes. (laughs) And we will pursue all avenues, avenues that have long been ignored. Committee Republicans have uncovered evidence of federal crimes committed by and to the benefit of members of the president's family. These include conspiracy or defrauding the United States, wire fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, violations of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act, tax evasion, money laundering. Do you know what do you know what his evidence is? Do you know what his evidence is for the charges that he is leveling at Joe Biden right now? The Breitbart movie, My Son Hunter. (laughs) The laptop. And conspiracy to commit money laundering. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality. The diary. Have I spoke on the diary? I, I went and looked at the diary because I had to because... Republicans were making some outlandish claims about Ashley Biden saying that she was molested in the shower with her dad. That is not true. I had to go and read what was actually said for myself to know if the claim was true. To to to. The problem I have with it is I should have never seen that young lady's words. That, that was not for my eyes. It, it is a violation of so many things wrong with our society that I had to go and read her word.
What she says in the diary is that when she was young, she took showers with her dad. That's actually somewhat common. I find it a little weird. I'm sure there are a lot of people that find that weird, but there's a whole segment. You just Google it. There's a whole segment of, of the society that says it's perfectly normal. It normalizes bodies. It desexualizes the human body, yada, yada, yada. There's a lot of learning time that goes on in the bathtub. They tell you to stop doing it around like five or six or some shit like that. But you can look it up and see that this is a common practice among a certain segment of the population. Elsewhere in her diary, there was a passage about her saying that she was molested. I don't remember if it was... She thought she might have been molested by a family member and that she was repressing something. Something. I think it was a family member. It might have been close, somebody close to the family. I don't remember. The fucking Smokey just threw up on, on the futon over here. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. I, I appreciate that. The big one, too. Anyway, anyway, back to investigations. Defrauding the United States. Wire fraud. Conspiracy to commit wire fraud. Violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act. Violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. Violations of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act, tax evasion, money laundering, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking to potential violations of the Constitution. In the 118th Congress, this committee will evaluate the status of Joe Biden's relationship with his family's foreign partners and whether he is a president who is compromised or swayed by foreign dollars and influence. I want to be clear. This is an investigation of Joe Biden. And that's where the committee will focus in this next Congress. Oh, he's he's telling you it's going to be an investigation of Joe Biden, not Hunter Biden. They were ready for it. They just found out, what, last night that they had control of the House? First thing today, boom, press conference. Investigating Joe Biden. Come on, man. I mean, I hate to use the term because it is it has been uh, rendered all but meaningless. But that, like, that's a witch hunt. <laughs> a witch pursuit thingy. Oh my god. But since we're talking about criminal families... <laughs> Let's move over to Alan Weisselberg testified today during the uh, tax fraud uh, trial by the Manhattan DA. This is a criminal trial. The, the former CFO of the Trump Organization is in Manhattan testifying in court. And what our producer is telling us has been pretty powerful remarks so far. We're talking about Alan Weisselberg. He's the key witness in that criminal tax fraud trial against the Trump Org. And he was apparently close to tears at the end of cross-examination at some point today. He's um, taken the stand now twice this week. This is the second time. Weisselberg was describing receiving these off-the-book perks like apartments, private school tuition for his grandkids, luxury cars for himself and his wife. But today, he testified that the Trump org stopped 
the illegal tax practices, allegedly, once Mr. Trump took office. NBC's Tom Winter is covering this for us in New York City. Tom, what was it that had... Oh, it's okay, because they stopped when he took office. ...evidently emotional here. Well, I think it was this kind of the, the, the key point and the reason why he is the key witness, Hallie, is the fact that the things that he did and he's pleaded guilty to, what he has said as far as his conduct is not new at all. You and I have talked on numerous occasions about his guilty plea and the things that he says that he did, which is essentially not paying taxes on all sorts of benefits that were given to him by the Trump Corporation. And it was under that cross-examination that you uh, pointed out where the courtroom got very silent uh, and he was asked, you know, did you do this for you? Did you let down uh, the Trump Organization essentially? Did you let down the family. And that's when he says that he did. And he admitted that he did this out of greed. So like I said, there's not a lot new that we're learning here about his conduct. But a key thing he said when he was still being questioned by the district attorney this morning uh, in the district attorney's office, I should say, is this idea that he did this in partnership with Jeff McConney, who's the Trump Organization controller, as well as the Trump Organization and Trump Corporation, this idea of effectively uh, getting all of these benefits without having having to pay taxes on him. Not illegal that the former president and his company paid for his grandkids' school. Not illegal that he received a company car, but it was the fact that he didn't pay taxes on it. Now, under cross-examination this afternoon, Alan Futterfoss, the uh, Trump uh, or defense attorney uh, who's representing this uh, in, in questioning him for the Trump organization, went at him and effectively saying, uh, look, weren't and wasn't this entire case all about your personal taxes? And, and didn't you scheme with anybody in the Trump family? Did you work with them for this these benefits? The and in fact, they said, no, Weisselberg said, I didn't do that, uh, that this was uh, all about his personal taxes. And that's the reason why his testimony is so important, because the district attorney's office has painted it that he was working with the Trump organization as its CFO uh, to give the Trump organization a benefit by them not having to pay, uh, pay additional payroll tax and Medicaid tax. Uh, in on the other side of things, Trump's attorney saying, look, this was all about you in an effort uh, to line your own pockets. And so it'll be up to a jury, Hallie, uh, to see where this goes. But obviously a key moment in this trial, uh, an emotional testimony for the uh, still current uh, CFO, still on the Trump Organization payroll. So that's that's wild. But I, w- I would think that the prosecution wouldn't have called him as a witness if he was really going to fuck their case over like that. And say, no, no, I did it. It was it was a conspiracy between me and him. Trump had nothing to do with it. This is, this is a case not against Trump, but against the Trump organization. Interesting legal move. We're going to have to see what the jury does. Uh, I don't know exactly how much longer the trial is expected to take. We could know within a couple of weeks. We could know within a couple of days. Speaking of Trump, uh, he made an announcement uh, the other day. Uh, we covered it live from Mar-a-Lago. Very, very low energy. Apparently, a lot of people on the internet have been mocking it, and this video has gone viral. I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. That's the thing that people keep pushing back on. They don't want to go into a whole nother storm of hate. I actually saw people trying to leave and people leaving early even before he was done. He's still speaking now. We are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. 
We call it the China virus. Some people call it other things. He started with the China virus. He started with, you know, uh, poking names at the same. it was better. And people are tired of it. Angela. Remember Angela? Do you remember Angela? Nobody's remembering her. Exactly. He was the CFO. I'm sure you're very supportive of, of, of your father-in-law, <laughs> but... <laughs> Laura doesn't look very supportive. It didn't seem that he got the old magic. You know what I mean? We built the wall. We completed the wall. In the caravans. I love the name. I came up with it. I love the name. The caravans. A word that I refuse to say. <laughs> there was never a caravan before Trump came up with it. Nuclear. I say, why didn't you raid Bush's place? Why didn't you raid Clinton? They actually started preventing people from leaving. I'm not going to use the term fake news media. The New York Post said at the bottom of the page, Florida man makes announcement. You had to fold it over so you can see it. It says Florida man makes announcement. And then perhaps worst of all, see page 26. Ivanka yesterday said she's bowing out of politics just after her father's announcement. Oh, good Lord, no. Oh, it's going, it's going to embolden them even more. But there isn't that many of them that's the thing he seems to have splintered the republican party but i thought that the last time <laughs> and they they all were just craving and got behind him uh it really feels like they're out for blood this time because I'm, I'm assuming this is friendly fire you know the, not friendly fire this is this is coming from his side right this is trying to point out that, that the, the coalitions he needs aren't there anymore. It feels different. It feels like he's not being taken seriously, but... I know a lot of people didn't take him seriously the first time. He is more alone this round on a personal level. That he, he had a, a stable of people that say what you will about him around him that he could draw from. And the Republic, he has decimated the Republican apparatus over the last four or five years. So not only has he drove, you know, people we may not agree with, but maybe uh, not batshit out of the party. Uh, that are that are there are smart people still in the Republican Party, but they're they're like Machiavellian. Non-Trumpers aren't going to come out for Pompeo. There is nobody that they can coalesce around. DeSantis ain't going to do it. I don't, know, but like that feels like what the right-wing machine is trying to do. They're trying to root, to wound Trump so that DeSantis can come in and just put him down, right? Give him the old yeller treatment. All right, Grandpa, let's go. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It it just it doesn't feel the same this time around. It feels like everybody's like, oh god, this shit again. I think. They don't have a Trump killer. You might be right, Mox. But, like... I don't think Trump has enough of the constituency. Just like you say that Trump doesn't have enough of the constituency 
or that, that you say that like nobody, no one person has enough of the constituency to be able to take out Trump. I don't think Trump has enough of the constituency to be able to win a general election in any way, shape, or form. I, I don't think it's going to be a crowded field if he looks like a contender. This I'm this one's a hard one to predict. You don't want to underestimate Trump because clearly that's uh that's a problem when you do that. But once again, like if he doesn't have the donors, if he doesn't have like even his own family, Ivanka and Jared aren't along for the ride this time. If he doesn't have the structures, he's, he's decimated the Republican Party. Decimated them. The, the Republican Party apparatus. So I just don't see how he would be able to put together a coalition that could win. And the primaries are a different story. But hey, the, uh, the 2022 election had some issues, right? At least that's what uh, Tucker Carlson says. Weeks since the midterm elections, and there are still a number of U.S. House races whose outcomes we don't know. Officials are continuing to, quote, count the votes in those races. Why are you in mocking that? Congressional district, for example, only 60% of the ballots have been tallied as of tonight. After eight days. There's something about vote counting we don't know? Isn't it just adding up all the votes? How did simple addition become such a complex and time-consuming task in a country that does heart transplants and has a space program? We honestly don't know the answer. No one's really explained it to us. We have noticed that this sort of thing... No, there is totally an answer. You, you, Tucker Carlson, work for one of the largest media organizations in the world. Your producer could call somebody in that county that you are or was that a congressional district i don't i don't i don't even know uh so it'd probably be the the state um secretary of state in that instance you can call the secretary of state and they'll probably come on and give you an interview and literally tell you why it takes so long to count cool bean Good evening. Thank you for being a freaking follower. Thing doesn't seem to happen very often in Republican districts. Maybe you've got a theory as to why. What we can tell you conclusively is who is benefiting from it because that's measurable. I can tell you why it wouldn't happen in Republican districts because Republican districts tend to not be as populous as other districts. As in many recent elections that we've already told you about, in the overwhelming majority of races this cycle, where there was a reported problem with voting equipment or a long delay in vote counting, Democrats won the overwhelming majority. And that's not a guess. It's not a conspiracy theory. That was the it's same as saying I'm not high enough of for this the 40 shit. races in this year's midterms that took at least two days to count, 28 of them went to Democrats. That's 70%. So if the chaos at polling places was organic and randomly distributed, you would expect each party to benefit at roughly the same rate, 50%. But no, 70% went to Democratic candidates. Are you surprised by that? You're probably not surprised. I started to make that. I started to make the drop of Scott Steiner coming out. Like, you got a 66 and two-thirds percent chance. I almost made that. I should have, because I would have just hit it like three times, right in a row. 
the problem was I'm I'm listening to the audio and I'm like, which part of this do I want? I love all of this. I want I want the part where he says, your chances winning drastic go down. When vote counting was paused in various places on election night 2020, how shocked were you really when Joe Biden won? When a huge percentage of polling places in Arizona reported serious problems on election day, malfunctioning equipment, printers that were somehow out of ink, were you really stunned when Blake Masters and Carrie Lake lost? We doubt you were, because you're getting used to how this really Wow. Works. Can we call it voter fraud? No, we can't. Come on, man. We can call it unacceptable because it is. Well, at least the fuck said he didn't have any e evidence. When equipment malfunctions or it takes days to count the votes, Americans lose their faith in their democratic system. And when they lose that faith, they tend to become radical. And over time, they can become dangerous because democracy is the safety relief valve. Uh, Sim, we may have seen up. that in the midterm. Whether or not the system is actually rigged, there is no there doubt. There are places where the vote was depressed. Like I don't like. And that alone, just the appearance of it, is a disaster. Actually, sit down and look at the data and see how that that, so that bores out. So you would want to fix this for the sake of democracy, the democracy we claim to care so much about. But no, only one party wants to fix it. Only one party even notices. The other party is benefiting from it. Uh. You can't even you can't even uh, articulate a problem other than the fact that it took a long time to count, and my guy lost. That was your evidence, Tucker. And, and you're like, well, only one side sees the problem. Man, sorest losers indeed. I wish these people could feel embarrassment. Speaking of sore losers, Kevin Sorbo was on uh, Newsmax. He used to play Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. Uh, the Newsmax host had to cut away from Kevin Sorbo. So what you're getting ready to see, we're going to cut to Newsmax showing a clip of The View, and that's going to cut to Kevin Sorbo. Let's not pay so much attention to this guy trying to grift and make money off the president. <laughs> yes, and he's kind of like a defeated Mussolini sort of guy, you know? No, 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 no. When Mussolini was defeated, that was, that was a end far more fitting. If only, if only Trump was in the position Mussolini was when he was defeated. Those of you who know your history know what I'm talking about. Wow, Mussolini, criminal. 30 seconds, each of you. Kevin, what's... Let's not pay oh, so much attention to this guy trying to... Mussolini sort of guy, you know? <laughs> Let's not pay so much attention to this guy trying to grift and make money. And I tell you what, that was the most presidential speech he's he's given. I mean, seriously, I, I, I thought this is awesome. It's uh, I'm not surprised he's coming back. I mean, you know, I am I'm, I am a uh, voter denial. There were there was definitely fraud in this election. There was as there was two years ago. So uh, I well, hope that we, we don't have any proof of voting. that. And we're going to look forward. We're going to look forward and focus yep. on the policies and the positivity yep. of America. Braden. That's what a billion dollar lawsuit to your news network will do. We don't have any proof of that. 
And it's sad that it took a fucking lawsuit from a voting company in order to get you to do what a journalist should do, you know? Specify that there's no proof of the claim you just made. Go to LA. LA has a new mayor and this is awesome that uh, Karen Bass was actually able to win despite the fact that uh, apparently all the celebrities she had Chank Uger voted against her. Uh, she had Katy Perry vote against her. <laughs> all the shit libs went against her and voted for the guy who was a Republican until a few years ago. But as of this afternoon, she will be the mayor of L.A. Her elect is at the podium. Again, she's speaking uh, to the city of Los Angeles. People Let's listen in. known and worked with for many, many years. And of course, my daughter Yvette, who has been at my side at every speech. major event and activity of this campaign. So I just thank you so much. You know, our City of Angels was founded 241 years ago, and for 128 of those years, since 1894, the evil of Los Angeles has been dedicated to uplifting the women of this city, and so it is with a special feeling in my heart and with the thoughts of my mother and my daughters and all of the women in this city that I stand before you in this place as the next mayor of Los Angeles. I just want to point out how fucking normal the people around here look. How how the people that are around this woman look like a sample of America. I do. I, I do have to say. I kind of have to say that a couple of times for it to really sink in. Well, the model of the evil is I will find a way or make one. And you might have heard me along the campaign trail talk about my colleague, John Lewis. And John Lewis used to always say, when he was facing a difficult situation, if you couldn't you ever been to LA Warlord. solve the problem, then it was your responsibility. What, you gonna tell me London's so cool? Out of no way. And that's the spirit that drove me to run for mayor, and it's the spirit on, through which man. I will govern. To say the I'd least. I'd really like to go to London. Campaign. I really want to go. <laughs> it was a long campaign. Long. <laughs> but now it's time to come. I really to want to go to Berlin. Berlin. I, I want to I go to Europe. There's a lot of who is willing to, to put Europe, it all yes. on the line to serve the public. And I had a great phone call last night with Rick Caruso. And I know that he will continue his civic participation in the city that we both love. I have always admired his lifelong commitment to the people of Los Angeles, and I look forward to working together with him in the future. Now, yeah, fuck him. For, no matter who you are or where you live, I will be a mayor for you. <laughs> and that's the only way forward. The crisis we face affects us all, and all of us must be part of the solution. I'm going to go ahead and cut her off. That's the... That's the Victory speech, the new mayor of L.A. Just wanted to highlight that. And she was talking about the troubles that L.A. faces. Boy, howdy. <laughs> we have, we have uh, talked about several things going on in L.A. here recently. 
from the investigation into the investigative watchdog that was looking over the sheriff's department, all the corruption inside the L.A. County Sheriff's Department, the L.A. County Sheriff's Department gangs, uh, the the Sheriff Villanovu, Villanuevu. (laughs) He's a piece of shit. Yesterday... There were a bunch of police cadets. I think they were from the L.A. County Sheriff's Office, but they might have been from multiple organizations. They were out on a run when a vehicle plowed into them. From what I can tell from reading the story yesterday, I don't think it was deliberate. But that man has been arrested and we'll get the update on exactly what happened. You. Well, the driver in that horrific wrong way crash that left 25 law enforcement recruits injured is now under arrest. KKL 9's Carl Finstrom has the latest. The sheriff's department is now confirming that they arrested the driver in that horrific crash here that left 25 recruits injured. And they say he is being charged with attempted murder on peace officers with more charges pending. The man arrested, 22-year-old Nicholas Joseph Gutierrez. This image was captured yesterday as Gutierrez talked with police right after the crash. You can see the scratches on his face. At this time, the sheriff's department says no bail has been posted and they are working with the DA's office on possible filing considerations. Last night, about a dozen county sheriff deputies descended on a home in Diamond Bar linked to him with guns drawn serving a search warrant. The sheriff initially said he passed a breathalyzer and this seemed to be a horrific accident. But exactly. He added they would fully if, investigate. If you were wondering where I got that idea from, that's where I got the idea from when I read the initial story from yesterday afternoon. So I don't know exactly what has happened here and what has led police to believe that this was some malicious attack against them. How would he know that there's going to be 25 cops? More than 25 cops because he hit 25 of them. Just going down the road one day. Passed a breathalyzer and this seemed to be a horrific accident. But the CHP added they would fully investigate whether drugs were involved or if this could have been intentional. The LA Times reported a law enforcement source told them marijuana was found in the car. Investigators are not releasing any further information about their discoveries. Yesterday, one of Gutierrez's neighbors told us they don't think he would want to hurt anyone, that he leaves early every day for his job and reportedly told police he had been sleeping. Home security video captured what happened. It shows a group of law enforcement recruits running around 6.30 yesterday morning. Then moments later, without warning, the SUV swerving and going the wrong way. We paused the video right before the driver plowed into the crowd. Some of the recruits, firefighters from nearby, and neighbors rushed to help the most seriously hurt. Fortunately, all are expected to survive, but neighbors out here are still in shock. I've lived here for years, seen these guys, uh, they run. Uh, it's part of the Sheriff's Academy. Oh, okay, well. I ran him over in God his car. With us. And I couldn't believe that. When I went close to them, I was crying because I saw somebody scattered in all the place, in all the place, you know? And everybody shouting until the police came and ambulance came. 
She shot this video as she rushed up on the crash scene yesterday. Gutierrez was actually arrested yesterday afternoon before that diamond bar search. But again, the sheriff's department just confirming that arrest to us today. From South Whittier, Cara. The, yes, the you see the bucket, <laughs> the plastic bucket that says high voltage on it. I assume she's standing where the accident happened. Maybe that was a pole that they've had to take down and they haven't had time to repair the pole. So they've just covered it with something temporary because you can't get water or anything in it. KCAL 9 News. LA County Sheriff's deputy shot. I don't. Distracted driving speculation. That's still not attempted murder. Speculation. Speculation. Remember, this is a insanely corrupt police department we're talking about. And a sheriff that seems incredibly vindictive. I I don't know. I don't know that I'm buying it. But I will withhold judgment. We're gonna need a content warning for this next one as well. This is a story I, I dropped on you guys maybe last night, the night before. I don't, I don't remember when we did it. I think it was two nights ago. There were four students found dead in Idaho. The town was called Moscow, Idaho. So I like, I had to specify that because even I, I like, when I first watched the video, I'm like, were they students from Idaho in Russia? No, it's Moscow, Idaho. That's where this occurred. There were, I bet, like, the University of Idaho is there. So, four college students were found dead. Apparently, a Rambo knife was involved. College kids brutally murdered with a knife like this one. It's called a Rambo knife. It's got a seven inch long blade. You can see part of the steel blade is serrated. Detectives have been going to Sporting Good and other stores in the area to ask if they sold a brand like this made by K-Bar. The actual murder weapon has not been found and police are searching dumpsters, hoping to find it. The mystery- Were they stabbed to death? Were they- had their throat slit? What the fuck kind of killing was this? Deepen when police revealed the shocking information that two other roommates were inside the house when the four students were slaughtered. Published reports identified the roommates as Dylan Mortensen and Bethany Funk, both 21. Have they lawyered up? Are they concerned about being questioned? Have, are they cooperating? It's my understanding that they're fully cooperative with investigators. The local police chief says cops weren't called until nine hours after the murders. You have surviving witnesses to an incident at three or four in the morning and the 911 call didn't come until noon. I don't think I ever said that they were witnesses. I said they were there. Um, so, you know, we don't know why that call came in at noon and not um, in the middle of the night. Well, they could have been partying and passed the fuck out and not found them until the next morning is a perfectly plausible explanation. I'm not going to um, go into what they shared um, that night. This is the house where the murders took place. There's a keypad lock on the front door, but friends say many people knew the code. Around the back of the house is a sliding door, which may have been unlocked. The house is large, six bedrooms and three bathrooms. Police aren't where in the house the four bodies were found. 
In a day of fast-paced developments, the manager of a food truck popular with students says he remembers victims Kaylee Gonsalves and Madison Mogan ordering food at 1.30 a.m. Sunday. That's only about two hours before they were murdered. He also noticed a man who appeared to be watching them, as seen in this video. Oh, seems like a guy arrives similar to the same time that they do. Um, it seems like he almost looks exactly at the camera and then puts a hat on and pulls his hood up and then starts moving off to the side and then is hanging around the truck, seems interested in them, and then leaves around the same time that they leave. Police have not named any suspects, but are walking back their controversial claim that there is no threat to other students at the University of Idaho. We cannot say that there's no threat to the community. And as we have stated, please stay vigilant, report any suspicious activity, and be aware of your surroundings at all times. A handful of students held a vigil at the campus gates last night. Many have fled the campus. Please stand and join us in a moment of silence. The slain were also remembered at a University of Idaho basketball game last night. Kaylee Consalvis' sister, Autumn, warned other students to leave. If he is sick enough to murder four sweet, innocent humans so brutally, he's sick enough to do it to anyone. I just sounds like they think they've got a serial killer on the loose in Idaho. Wow. What a fucking story. All right, now, Poppy. <laughs> now you get Poppy. Usually I try to, like, soften the blow between the animal video and the... and anything just brutal like that. <laughs> no, Poppy. I'm not, I'm not gonna, uh, I'll, I'll turn it up a little bit. We'll turn it up a little bit. Hey, bud. Wanna go to work today? Look at the puppy. Don't make that puppy go to work. You wanna come to work? No, the puppy doesn't want to be an Uber driver. Driver in here. No, the puppy doesn't want to be an Uber. He doesn't want to be exploited. They don't want to be exploited. Say hi, Susie. See, I misgendered the puppy. That's why you should use gender-neutral pronouns at all times. Like this. I'm ducked down. <laughs> you are so cute. This has got to be the softest thing I've ever done, but I don't care because I love you. We get pulled over. You're doing the talking, all right? Yeah, let the puppy do the talking. Probably best for everybody involved. stress you out or you're just used to it now? Well, you know what helps with stress? Puppies. Stop it. <laughs> I got a little puppy here. And who doesn't love puppies on Monday? Who doesn't love puppies? This is very true. Oh, you got a little friend with you. The puppy in the Uber. She's about a month. Honestly, this dude, this is smart. <laughs> you want to get you a five star on the Uber app? Have a fucking puppy. Everyone's voices get higher. 
Damn, this dude is genius too. Why is everybody he's picking up women though? Why do you do that to people? The only reason people like you is because you remind them of babies. Oh, there we go. There's a dude with a cowboy hat. <laughs> Dude with the cowboy hat's drunk. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. It's night and he's taking an Uber. <laughs> Seriously, this guy's brilliant. He gets the internet clout and he gets the five stars on every ride. If you if you drive Uber, this this dude's cracked the code. Take a puppy with you. Now, granted, puppies are are kind of you know. They're an investment in, in time and and uh, love and money <laughs> and care. You don't get a puppy just just to get you know stars on Uber. But if you're in the market for a puppy, rescue one and then take it with you in your Uber and you will get all kinds of money. I think I did pretty good. I think I did pretty good for the edibles that I took. We pulled it off. I didn't have the phone lines open. I hope nobody tried to call me. I was like, ha ha call me to many people quit going away that dude again no we don't want that dude again <laughs> I did everything wrong <laughs> oh, shit. Just, just making sure nobody tried to call Nobody has tried to call me. So we didn't miss out on any calls that we could have. That's okay. If you are watching on Twitch, first first thing first thing I need to tell you is not this isn't just for Twitch people. <laughs> it's for all of y'all. Tomorrow night, Jason Society special guest co-host of the Friday Night Freak Show. Ten PM Eastern. Whatever the fuck time it is in the on the on the West Coast. Seven. Yeah. Jason Society, Justin Freakin, tomorrow night, Freak Show. But right now, if you're watching on Twitch, you're going to head over to Squid. Squid's good people. Squid was in here earlier. Squid doing open requests. So go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. We will see you tomorrow night, 10 p.m., the Friday Night Freak Show with Jason Society as special guest co-host. 